When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Great slate of NBA games today. One o'clock, the Suns going up against the Bucks. Unfortunately, no KD, no Giannis. Um, the Bucks favored by three. Um, over under 20, 230 and a half. I'm staying away from it. I just am. Uh, the uh, Nets, oop, let me go back. Uh, the Nets taking on uh, the Hawks later on this afternoon. Um, I'm staying away from that one as well. Uh, this Nets team just uh, don't, I, I just don't have a really good feel in regard to its, its, its identity. Um, 340 tip off Lakers going against the Mavs. This is going to be a good one. I highly recommend you watch it. This is to me, this is can't miss. Uh, why new look Lakers coming in pre-trade, uh, ranked 21 in defense, defensive efficiency after the trade again, small sample size, but nonetheless, uh, third best in the NBA, only allowing 108 points per 100 possessions. I do believe that there is an urgency here for the Lakers. We heard LeBron James come out and say uh, that um, we heard LeBron James come out and say that the next 23 games, this would be number 22, are the most important of his career. So in this, this kicks off a three-game road trip. LeBron going up against Kyrie. Of course, we know LeBron was... Um, lobbying for the Lakers to go out and get Kyrie. They did not. But again, I, I do like D'Angelo Russell, who, by the way, is not expected to play today because of an ankle. He injured his ankle in the first game. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I, I like the Lakers here coming out quick, strong. Also, uh, they're, they're rested. They haven't played in a hot second. And so I like the Lakers in the first half. And you could get that at plus one and a half. So that's how I'm playing it. Long-term, I just don't know. The one-two punch with Luka and, and Kyrie, second-best offensive rating in the NBA with the two of them. They're averaging 123 a game. So long-term, I don't know. I do like the Lakers coming out hot, you know, wearing their Sunday's best. LeBron against, you know, his former teammate and friend. A lot of eyes on this game. You do? Okay. Oh, did, where's the da-na-na, da-na-na? Well, I don't have a da-na-na-na-na ready. Right, wait, hang on. I might have it right here. Let's see okay, if this is it. Okay, I mean... All right. On, we've got to, we got to, we got to stick to, uh, you know, form here. Go ahead. Of course. But breaking baseball news from Jeff Passan. Star, ba- star third baseman of the Padres, Manny Machado, agreed to an extension of 11 years, $350 million. So he will not be a free agent after this season. He once again gets paid from San Diego. 11 years, $350 million. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely a da-na-na, Yeah, he, How won't, about that? he will not be in New York uh, anytime at all in the near future, at least as a member of the Mets or Yankees. He might be because uh, you got to remember, interleague play, and the Yankees and the Mets obviously have to play the Padres. Well, Mets are in the Padres league, but you get the point. I get the point. I get the point. So uh, so there's that. Thank you so much, Tom. I really do uh, appreciate it. And Jeff Passan, of course, reporting that. 
Um, in regard to this Lakers-Mavs game, again, uh, tip-off is at 340. I, I'm, I'm excited to see this one and, and how this plays out. Um, also, a little bit later, you've got the, the Kings going up against OKC at 710. I love this OKC team. I love watching them play. Young, feisty, fun. Uh, that's going to be a good one. But uh, but the other one that I want to talk about, and this is a late one, 10-10 p.m., the Clippers going up against the Nuggets. Uh, this very well could be a preview of the Western Conference Championship. You never know. Russell Westbrook uh, coming off the bench now, the new addition to the Clippers. And um, and then this Denver team, the Nuggets, who I have representing the West. I, I just I, I love this Denver team. Eight and two, their last 10 games, 27 and four at home. They've got a plus five uh, win total lead in the West. I do believe they get the number one seed. Third best net rating in the NBA. Jokic, Murray, Porter Jr. All supposed to be active and attractive later on tonight. I love this net and this Nuggets team. I'm going to lay the two and a half. So I'm going to go Nuggets minus two and a half tonight against the Clippers. So those are my two plays in this uh, in, in today's slate of NBA action and some really, really good games. So again, I like the Lakers in the first half at plus one and a half. I do like the Nuggets later on tonight at minus two and a half. Um, quick break. When we come back, Stormy Bonantani is going to uh, give us a preview. We've got some XFL games happening later on this afternoon. For all of you who are jonesing for some football, it's been two weeks now. Obviously, the XFL can't hold a candle to the NFL, but still some games uh, to be played. And, uh, and there's a UFC bout that's taking place today. Uh, I, I do want to talk about that um, because uh, Paul Jake to me is, or Jake Paul is, uh, is, is definitely a character who definitely has taken this country by storm. Uh, so still a lot more coming your way. Nita Marks with you on this Sunday morning here on 90.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Today, later on tonight, 4 o'clock actually, is the first game. San Antonio, Heinz Ward, head coach of the Brahmas. Do you know what a Brahma is? You're asking me if I know what a Brahma is. No, I have no I didn't know, idea. I didn't know, I didn't know what a, I didn't know what a Brahma was I have last, n- yesterday. I have and then no somebody, idea. Somebody sent me a, a, a tweet, which was really nice, explaining what it was. I think you should give the definition for everybody, because I have no idea. Um, it's a bull, and it's it's a bull originally from India. So it's a so you've heard the Brahma bulls. No. So anyway, we learn something new every day. Thank you, uh, who, whoever did reach out to me on on Twitter. Appreciate it. Um, 
So the uh, San Antonio Brahmas are going up against the Orlando Guardians. Uh, San Antonio, Heinz Ward, his team is favored by four. The over-under is 37.5. Stormy Bunintani, who's one of the sideline reporters for us for ESPN, had her on my show earlier this week asking her how is she playing this matchup. Let's listen in. Well, I do lean under in the game first and foremost. It's one of the higher totals. The Renegades and Roughnecks have the highest total at 40, but Brahma's Guardians, 38 and a half. Heinz Ward and that Brahma squad coming off such a heartbreaker. I think they're going to have a bounce back here in Orlando. You mentioned Paxton Lynch getting pulled in the third quarter. They put in Quentin Dormady. The two of those quarterbacks, though, combined for three picks and took seven sacks. So not an ideal start for the offense in any way, shape, or form. Maybe we see DeAndre Francois this game. He could be in the mix. Something to look out for, for sure. Um, Meanwhile, I think that the Brahma's offense did really do some good things, and they did have a 15-3 lead in that game against St. Louis up until A.J. McCarron did some heroics with a minute 30 left to play in the game. Um, We saw some solid quarterback play from Jack Cohn. Jaquez Patrick was pretty solid. Kalen Ballage in the backfield. Everything for me is coming up Brahma's. I don't think the three is too big, but my, my favorite play in this game would be the under just because both offenses largely struggled week one, and I think that's a trend that we are going to see continue here on Sunday afternoon. Another reason why, Stormy, I'm, I'm leaning towards the under is because we, we did see uh, San Antonio really be a run-heavy team, right? They mm-hmm. rushed for 133 yards against St. Louis. So, you know, I, I'm assuming that, they're, that that's going to be their offensive game plan and mentality. Obviously, the team runs the football. They eat up time of possession. And then typically, uh, you know, you, you have a better chance of the under hitting. Uh, that leads us to the game, I think, the game of week two, and that's the Renegades, Bob Stoops, and that great defense going up against the Roughnecks, Wade Phillips, in that great defense. Uh, the uh, the Roughnecks are favored by four and a half. The over-unders at four, as you mentioned, that's the highest total uh, on on the slate this week. And again, I'm leaning towards the under here as well, just because we're talking about two mm-hmm. really good defenses, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because week one, we saw a lot of low totals, Three of the four games did go over and had games played in the 40s. Yet this week, I'm looking at all the totals, and I'm like, I want to bet unders again. Here we go. (laughs) But, yeah, (laughs) this is a little in-state rivalry here. Good defense on good defense, um, but Wade Phillips with the better one, right? And they obviously showed off in week one against the team that we largely believe is probably the worst team in the league at this point. They're 15 to one odds after one week of play to win it all for a reason. It was the largest margin of victory, like I mentioned earlier, of any other game in week one, and they got to the quarterback a ton. Now you face a Bob Stoops offense that's, I I mean, let's say it was pretty conservative to start for them. And I, I said earlier with the Vegas side of things that the Renegades did not score an offensive touchdown in that game. If you've got this type of a defense coming after you, it's going to be that much more challenging. Um, Drew Plitt was efficient. Don't get me wrong. It's not like they weren't productive. He was 19 to 25 for 192 yards passing, didn't turn the ball over. Um, but I think that they're going to be tested in a much more significant way from this made Phillips defense. And, you know, Houston was solid offensively. I could see I could see them covering this number and the total going under is kind of just the way that I lean here in our first in-state rivalry of the XFL season. Let's go. 
<laughs> You're fantastic. Um, this is, I mean, like, like we're sitting here, we're like, we're, we're so, we're enthusiastic about week two of the XFL yeah. season. I love it. Um, Stormy, obviously, you know, your, your specialty is, is hockey. So, you know, I, I have to, I have to get some futures picks from you before we let you go. Let's start, let's start with the divisions, uh, because the playoffs are going to be here before we know it. Right. So let's look at the Pacific division, right? Uh, the, uh, the golden Knights, they're favored to win at plus plus one eighty. the crack and plus two seventy five. the Oilers plus two seventy five as well. Uh, who do you have coming out of the Pacific? The Kings have been more and more competitive. I could see them overtaking the top spot with the Golden Knights having uh, Ooh, a little bit of a five to one. Yeah, I don't hate it. <laughs> um, the Golden Knights have a pretty tough schedule down the stretch. Although, if you ask me, like, so I don't like the Western Conference in general. So I'm just going to be frank with you. I think my favorite futures bet that's available right now, it's a very juiced price at minus 150, but just for an Eastern conference team to win it all this year. Like I have very little to no confidence in the Western conference, but there, there are teams that I like, like I like Edmonton. I like the golden Knights. I like the Dallas stars coming out of the central. Um, I was just going to ask you, that's, that's, that's probably my, that's probably my favorite bet in regard to like a division bet is the Dallas stars at plus one Oh five. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I think Jake Ottinger is tremendous in net. There, it's interesting. Like you look at some of these teams in the West, that like all they need is some help on the back end or some help in net, and like that is what Dallas has, right? Like they have great defensive core, and Jake Ottinger is one of the best goaltenders in the league. He's been even better um, as of late, despite losing four um, four straight losses for the Stars at this point. But it's they're not losing games because of him you know it's because he doesn't have any goal support but um I just I as I don't have any bets right now that I have coming out of the division there are certainly teams that I'm looking at in conference like um like the Carolina Hurricanes coming out of the Eastern Conference I have a future on them from the preseason but that's something that I would certainly buy back in on now four to one um the Bruins it's hard to bet on them because they've been so so good funny story actually I was looking to fade the Bruins early on in the season because of their injuries like they were going to be coming into the year no Charlie McAvoy Brad Marchand Matt Grizzlick and I was hoping that the odds would get longer to buy in on them and then the first handful of games of the year they're just scoring like crazy and I'm immediately like nope I just need to get in on this now so I, I like that I have a good in-pocket 20 to 1 play at least on the Bruins um, to come out of this thing but how often have we seen that the team that has the best regular season wins the president's trophy doesn't ultimately do anything come the postseason it's like the 2012-13 that the president's trophy winner has won it all and then he, and I mean the Bruins faced that in 2019-20 they won the president's trophy had the best regular season in the league. And then they get knocked out in the second round, but I love the Bruins. I love the Canes. Carolina is so hot right now. 13, one and one their last 15 games. Doesn't matter who's in net for them. If it's Frederick Anderson, if it's Auntie Ranta, they're just handling business, gritty bunch of guys that can beat you in a number of ways with a gritty head coach and Rod Brindamore, that PK has been a stable of their a staple of their success for the past couple of years. And they've got goal scorers too. Like they can win in waves. As far as futures go, those are things I love. I'm looking so much more to the East though than I am in the West. 
Again, uh, Stormy Bonantani joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, talking all things XFL as well as NHL as we are so close to the postseason. As we know, unfortunately, uh, the Rangers did lose yesterday to the Capitals. Um, what was that final score? 6-3 it was. So today they are back in action. They are home against the Kings. Also, you have the Islanders going up against the Jets. Capitals and Sabres uh, going at it. And um, how about the Lightning and the Penguins? That should be a good one later on this evening at 6 o'clock. So a pretty healthy slate of games in the NHL as well. Quick break. We come back. Good friend of mine, Tina Servasio, is going to jump on board. Like I said, she was down in Florida for a good week plus. Spent a lot of time with the Mets, a lot of time with the Yankees. She comes back. Let's talk about some of the big storylines heading into this year's Major League Baseball season with Tina Servasio next here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Let's dive into it. You just got back from Florida. God bless you. Um, and so let's, where was your first stop? Was your first stop with the Mets or the Yankees? First stop was with the Mets. So this is still before full squad reporting and full squad workouts. So um, really just got to see the, the most intense workouts were still just the pitchers. And catchers got to see uh, a Justin Verlander bullpen, um, a Kodai Senga bullpen, a little bit of Max Scherzer. So that's what I was able to kind of take in before they had, you know, the full-on live batting practice. And, of course, I left Florida before they actually kicked off the games yesterday. But, um, no, I mean, it was a great atmosphere. Mets have a a phenomenal roster. And, um, obviously, even when you count in, I mean, you talk about Verlander, Senga, Quintana as well as in that pitching staff, add that to Scherzer at the top. I mean, you know, again, expectations are high. You know, you talk about that with Buck Showalter. He's like, there's expectations for everyone in every spring training. Uh, but it, it is a really unique spot that they built, extending guys like Brandon Nimmo and, and Jeff McNeil. I think it puts those guys at ease, and it allows them to not only just work on their games, they both had career seasons last year, but they can be leaders, they can be examples. It's just a great clubhouse atmosphere there, um, which I think does play when you're, you know, considering it counts into a long season, and it's a long spring training, even though a lot of players are departing now for the World Baseball Classic in a couple of days. But, um, yeah, that's how it started at the Mets. So um, all is good in Port St. Lucie, kind of keeping track of those guys now that, you know, that the games are underway as well. 
So I know you had a chance to talk to Verlander. Uh, I've put money down that he's going to win the NL Cy Young. Of course, we know uh, he won it last year in the AL. So I think there's motivation factor there to go back to back years in, in different leagues. You know, but there's there's a concern there, right? Both him and Max are up there in age. You know, what 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 is your concern in, in regard to, you know, because th- this is your one-two punch. This is how World Series are won, right? When you have not one, but two aces. So uh, what, what are your thoughts? What do you walk away with your conversation with Verlander? That he turned 40 years old the day after I talked to him, and that kind of blew me away. Um, <laughs> and, wow, you think he's going to win the NL Cy Young Award. I mean, that's, and that's what's interesting about both Scherzer and Verlander, and I think any of these guys that are the top pitchers uh, in the league, is they, they kind of approach their pitching like science, and it's the way that they apply their techniques and the way that they utilize their pitches. It's just different than any of these, like, just, you know, fastball pitchers that are phenomenal in their own right. Um, it's just the intelligence, but it is the longevity. I mean, um, I'm going to shout my numbers in front of me. I know it, it wasn't his, it wasn't a career in starts, but, I mean, what a season he had. You know, one of his top starts, one, excuse me specifically about Verlander last year, which obviously then played and enabled him to win that Cy Young Award. Um, it's his, you know, it's just the ability to stay healthy, and that's the thing with Max Scherzer. Every time that he comes back, you see the dominance Max Scherzer does. You see the dominance that he brings to the mound. It's you know, can these guys have the length of the season health wise? Get in all the thirty starts of the year. Give them that ability to win upwards of eighteen, twenty games. Um, and it's all about really, you know, them winning a World Series. And then you get Verlander coming off a championship. It's just, I mean, it's just fascinating. And he's, he's a machine. I guess that's what I. That's my takeaway from him. You walk away. He's just a machine. And and he doesn't even make a big deal about his age. You know, oh, I've been able to stay young and do this and do anything unique physically. You know, physically, it's just about adjusting your pitches and all these guys are going to be adjusting to these new we got our first dose of the pitch clock or the pitch timer yesterday in the spring training games and we're going to see it again today max scherzer pitches today and it's about being physically fit as well because you are just dealing quickly there's no recovery between those pitches so that's going to be really unique to see how it impacts an older player or somebody you know like a scherzer whether it's you know a minor ab or you know a rib injury it still you know pulls you out you you lose starts with things like that so it's gonna be interesting to see how all of that plays out but man what a one-two punch and i think scherzer is your opening day starter i don't think you know buck hasn't announced it yet but i just think the respect he's a returning met he's your opening day starter that's just my guess tina servasio joining us here on 98.7 espn so mets was your first stop then you went over to take um to spend some time with the yankees and now they have a one-two punch Right with Radon, Radon now being added, and with Garrett Cole, right that one-two punch. You know what happens with Severino, Nasty Nestor, Herman. Really, I, I've said this for a while, right? Like I just, I felt like the Yankees were spending so much time, uh, or I should say, really money with the lineup and not necessarily uh, bringing in a, another ace to go along with Cole. And, and and they did that this off season. What what did you walk away with your time with the Yankees? It'll be interesting to see. That's, I mean, not a weakness by any means, but um, it, I think, you know, if Nestor has the season that he had last year, and I think he will, he's like this 
sneaky, phenomenal athlete. Like, like if you think some of these Olympic athletes, these Olympians, these track stars, and, you know, or, like, you look at, like, a Jordan type and these these phenomenal athletes, like, Nestor's, like, sneaky phenomenal. He just won, and you'll appreciate this, Anita. He won, and there's, like, a name, too. There's a name, the way he played this golf course. It's miniature golf, but it's not. It was designed by Tiger Woods. I guess it's near their training. It's in St. Peter somewhere. And right. they had their team bonding event. And he, like, blew everybody away. Like, he blew everybody out of the water. He had, like, a couple of holes in one. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize how good my score was until I saw everybody else's. Um, he's just, like, that kind of an athlete. I mean, and, and there was that argument at the end of last season during the playoffs. Should Nestor start to Cortez be your game one starter over Cole? Um, it ended up being Cole. But, um I mean, if he has the kind of season that he has, the uniqueness that he brings to his pitching, you've got that left-hander in the rotation. Uh, I mean, and I hate saying it, it's starting to become cliche, but it really is about health. And I talked about mm-hmm. that with Aaron Booth, whether it's your lineup. Um, the bullpen's a whole other story because they're trying to get your definitive closer and um, because mm-hmm. of no um, – um, oh, my gosh, it's too early and I have not had my coffee yet. But in any event <laughs> – um, Well, they have Clay Holmes so, now. Uh, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So that's you were there last night, you witnessed it all. So at any rate, yep. um, yeah, but I think um, you know, it is the one two punch you have that ability and Severino's in a contract year. We saw what Aaron Judge did in a contract year last year when he turned down the arbitration and the uh, the offer that the Yankees originally gave him and look at the year that he had and what he had to do and uh, you know, some numbers that got overshadowed by his sixty two home runs. He had the uh, career high stolen bases with 16. It's his goal this year that I'd maybe get near 20. So it was a contract year. So I think that Severino, uh, you know, everybody comes into spring training, the best shape of their lives. And he has, you know, again, he's fitter. He's more muscular, which is really interesting to think, but in a lean muscular way, not in a way where it would hinder a pitcher. And maybe it's just, you know, the type of conditioning that he did. And he's, you know, he's not going to the World Baseball Classic. He's staying there in Tampa in camp. So it's this pitching rotation stays healthy, I mean, it's another phenomenal one. Again, Tina Servasio joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Tina, before I let you go, um, I'm curious, a lot of new rules in around Major League Baseball, and we saw one yesterday really affect the uh, Atlanta Braves-Red Sox game in regard to the pitch clock. And so, folks, uh, maybe there's a few folks out there listening in, you're not aware of this. There's going to be a 30-second pitch clock where pitchers are going to have, they're going to have to be on the rubber and they're going to have to release the ball before the 30 seconds, but they're going to have to be on the rubber 15 seconds before um, before the clock yeah, goes it, down. With, be, before yeah. the clock, um, you know, obviously um, goes down. When, but that's with no runners on base. Um, they'll get 20 seconds with runners on base. But more importantly, and yeah. this is where I think it's going to be effective, and that is the batters have to be in the batter's box eight seconds before the clock yeah. the, the clock um goes down and now the, as, the, as the clock's going down they got to be in there by eight they don't necessarily by have, eight, to have the bat up and all that but they got to be in there by eight seconds. they got to be in the batter's box right and the violation is a strikeout for the batter yep. the violation is That's a right. ball yep. for the pitchers so so just fyi um did you have a did you have an opportunity to to talk about any of these rule changes with any of the players with the Mets and the Yankees? Yeah, in, I mean, any... that was like day one stuff. And they there was meetings, and they had that clock going from the first day with any type of live batting practice. They were practicing, running in from the bullpen, 
you know, get their warm-up timers ready to go. 30 seconds in between the batters is a big one as well. You know, no circling the mound 18 times. Or, you know, fix and the same thing for the batters. No fixing your gloves and fixing your uniform for 45 seconds. you got to get in there and you got to swing that bat or you get a strike if you, they're not in that box. Um, players forget, like some player like Aaron Judge say, oh, my God, I forgot about it in my first get that. Like, wait a second. Oh, I would have had a strike right there because I wasn't in by it was like 10 seconds all of a sudden it was eight seconds and he like jumped in and like that would have been a strike so they were they're learning it out of the gate they have six total weeks including their first week of workouts then all those five weeks of spring training games to get this down pat anybody that played in the minor league last year like a lot of these prospects like Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe on the Yankees they're like did this last year nothing you know, they're used to it. Even Oswaldo Cabrera, before he was called up in August last year, was like, yeah, we have these rules. You, you get used to it. Like, you just have to know the rule, and you'll get used to it after a couple of bats. And then it just becomes the nature of the game. Is it a game changer? Absolutely. All of those games yesterday, they were two hours, 33 minutes, two hours, 29 minutes. 234, I think, was the longest game yesterday. Where last year, Major League Baseball games averaged three hours and three minutes. And, I mean, if you're talking about a Yankees-Red Sox matchup, that puppy's going four hours. So this is going to change the pace of the game. It's going to get the ball in play quicker or get you through those lineups quicker. I think one of the most fascinating things, and I don't know if you saw my story, it aired on Wednesday and Thursday on Fox 5. I had the old bag. I had the old bases, and I compared the 15 square inches to the 18 square inches. And everybody jokes around, the new bases look like these huge pizza boxes, and they do. And even the dome, the top of the base is, has less of a dome. It's a little flatter. Um, now, that's the whole safety thing, bang, bang, play, sliding, all of that. But the nifty thing, where a lot of, you know, anybody on the base pass, any hitter, anybody with a little bit of speed, it actually shortens the base path by up to four, up to four and a half inches. And, I mean, like we see these bang-bang plays, second, those inches, those millimeters count in baseball when it comes to stealing a base and or throwing them out. And, and these guys, they, it's going to increase the stolen base opportunities, A, because of the pitch clock, because now you know the pitcher's got to throw the ball, so you guys are going to take off. So that's number one advantage on the base path, and it's a shorter run. So it's going to be really wild to see. I think it's going to be fun. I mean, yes, the change of the game, the purists are disgusted by it. Uh, but you know what? It's a new world. It's a Twitter world, 140 characters. It's a video game world where this young generation wants it quick and fast and fun and action-filled. And that's what they're trying to do is keep eyeballs on the game of baseball. That's the problem. They're dealing with people in the seats, people watching on television. There's a, that's a whole separate story when you're talking about streaming versus rights and all that. So if it's an exciting game and there's more action in it without altering alter, – you're not altering the rules of the game. You're just changing the, the nuances of pitching. And, you know, yes, you can get off the, the bag and, and get off the, uh, the rubber, but it's only so many times. It's how many times have you seen – um, you know, in pitching changes and these at-bats are those 15 minutes long. I mean, you should be in and out of a full inning in 15 minutes. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to watch. But guys will pick up on it. I mean, you know, that this is the time that spring training games don't count. I mean, that's, that game ended. That guy will never be late in the, uh, the Red Sox player, play something, will never be late again in the batter's box because it happened. You make your first mistake, you'll never make it again. You know, the pro athlete does that. So it'll be interesting to see how it pans out and changes the game, especially in the time aspect, which I am all for. <laughs> Tina, thank you. Thank you so much um, for uh, a hosting last night. It was great seeing you and Kevin and, um, great having and thank everybody you. Over. 
And thank you so much for uh, popping on board uh, with me this morning, even though you're still uh, both of us a, a little hungover. Appreciate you, my friend. Love you. I'm off to work in two minutes. Talk to you, Anita. Thank you for having me on. You got it. Tina Servasio, uh, you can see her on Fox 5 later on this evening, as always, each and every Sunday night. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. That's how you get on board. I want to have a deeper conversation in regard to the new rules in Major League Baseball. The pitch clock. I understand what Tina's saying. I don't think it's going to be that easy. Athletes are creatures of habit. And, and especially, you know, if you play golf, if you play baseball, you know you have a routine prior to hitting a golf ball, prior to stepping into the batter's box, prior to taking a swing. And I do believe that this pitch clock and, and the batters having to be in that batter's box within eight seconds of that clock dwindling down, I think it's going to be an issue. What say you? 800-919-3776. Let's have the discussion when we get back. Right here on 90.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I'm about to make a big adjustment. I might be 0-1 down a lot, a lot this year, man. It's, it's just super fast. Um, There's definitely an adjustment period is going to be, but uh, going down the history books. <laughs> it looked like you were actually in the box. So what did they get you on? Having your pose? So you got to be, so at eight seconds, right on eight seconds, you got to be ready looking at the picture, like engaged with the picture. And right there, I was looking up. It's Manny Machado, by the way, our producer, Tom, we got Tom and, and Julian today, uh, broke the news, Manny Machado, uh, brand new deal. What did, what was it again? You told me 11 years, 11 years, 350 million that kicks in this season. And it's been revealed. There's also a full no trade clause and no opt outs in that deal as well. Wow. Uh, and Jeff Passan, by the way, breaking that news. And of course, uh, Tom uh, sharing it with us here on 98.7 ESPN about an hour ago. All right. We just heard from Tina Servasio and, uh, and, and talking about if you're just tuning in, I'm going to get to your, your calls in just a second. 800-919-3776. Greg in Tom's River, you'll be first up. But so a few new rule changes in Major League Baseball. First is this pitch clock. 30 seconds, pitchers have, uh, have to be on the rubber and, and whatnot, 15 seconds uh, before that, that time expires with no runners on base. They have to be on the rubber 20 seconds before with runners on base, okay? Now, this is where I think it's really going to get sticky, and that is the batters have to be in the batter's box eight seconds before the 30-second clock expires. You know, we are all we are all creatures of habit, right? And um, I truly believe that this is a, a habit and routine, I should say, okay? And I truly believe what's going to happen here is it, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna throw off. It, it, I mean, I, I do believe that there's going to be a percentage of batters who this is gonna this is gonna throw out throw off their routine, and it's gonna take them a minute to really get used to. So, but as, as, as Tina said, what, what, what's the advantage here? 
uh, instead of Major League Baseball games going three hours, because last season they averaged three hours and six minutes or three hours and four minutes, something like that. Now we're looking at two hours, two hours and 30 minutes. Okay, we're looking at two hours and 30 minutes, something like that. So that's pretty significant. Also, the shift. Um, When a pitch is thrown, you need two infielders on each side of second base. After the the pitch is released from the, the hand of the pitcher, you can move. But we all know, time-wise, it's, it's a split second. What is, what's the motivational factor here? Well, batting averages were down because of the lack of singles. Average batting average last season in Major League Baseball was 243. So there's that. Um, number, number three, as Tina said, the bases are, are larger. They've gone from 15 inches to 18 inches. They look like pizza boxes. What's, what's the motivation there? Reduce injuries and also to increase, increase the desire to steal and, and, and make, and make major league baseball a little bit more entertaining in that regard. Steals were down last season in major league baseball. So, um, so there, there's, there's all that. 800-919-3776. Uh, let's, let's go to your calls. Like I said, Greg, Tom's River, you're first up. Your thoughts on some of the new rule changes we're going to see in Major League Baseball. Okay, so from a fan's perspective, I haven't heard anything negative about the pitch count, but I was thinking about one thing. When the data starts to come in and the owners see that they're selling less beers and they're selling less hot dogs because the game is being played in a shorter period of time, be ready for hot dog prices, beer prices, possibly ticket prices, and parking prices to start to go up for the fans. Interesting. So you're so okay. So I understand what your what your assessment is. Games are going to be shorter, therefore people are going to be in the stands less, and therefore less consumption. So then you think ticket okay. you think ticket prices are going to go up. That's that's your rationale. Well, I'm, I'm sure beer prices and hot dog prices and soda prices and so on are going to go up. But I think at some point uh, the revenue is going to show for them to not just stay even, but to make a little bit more money to pay for some of these Manny Machado contracts, that the ticket prices and parking will also go up at some point in the near future because well, of that. Well, Greg, I- I've got a counter here for you. What about this? I understand what you're saying, but what about any chance that because these games now are not three hours and so many minutes, that now they're two hours and 30 minutes, that now more people will attend the game? Uh, I, I really don't think so. I think if you're a baseball fan, you're going to go to a game regardless of the time. I mean, I, I've, I'm 68 years old. When I go to a baseball game, I actually don't go to that many games per year, so I don't mind sitting in the stands for three hours. I think it's more the people that are watching on TV that really don't like the fact that they're watching the game for three hours and staying up till 11.30, quarter to 12 at night to watch a night game. Greg, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Uh, another another caveat in, in the rule changes is pickoffs. Um. A, a pitcher is only allowed two per plate appearance. Yeah. Just so, FYI. Yeah. So you get two pickoffs in one, like in one, it's either one inning, inning. or one at bat. Yeah. It's one inning. 
and you get to pick them off once. If you miss, great, then you then the runner has a full advantage. But then if you try and pick them off again and you don't succeed, then that runner gets the next base possible. So it's interesting, but Anita, I think they're doing this for the betterment of the future of the game because Greg made some interesting points, but here's the thing to the Gregs of the world, and it hurts me a little bit too because I'm a little bit of a baseball purist. They're not trying to cater to the person that's at the game. They're trying to cater to the person that's on TV, which Greg was absolutely spot on about. I don't know about the ticket prices and all that. I can see his argument, but... It's they're trying to make it more entertaining for the people at home because that's the people they're ultimately trying to sway into the game. The people that go, you already got them hooked. You got to try and convince people at home. That's what they're trying to do with all these rules. Let's go to Lewis, calling in from Florida. Lewis, good morning. Welcome in. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi. How's it going? Yeah, we're on our way out of Yankee Spring Training, about to pull into George Steinbrenner Field. Oh, fun. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Just, uh, yeah, I think at that point that you guys mentioned about the, uh, you know, catering to the TV, I think that's very true. You know, a lot of people, sometimes uh, when you're at the game, you're pretty much invested. You know, you're, you know, you're taking time out of your day to go all the way out there. So, but yeah, I think the the pickoff rule, um, I think, I'm, I'm wondering what you guys uh, think, like, uh, is it's the value in it, you know, because if uh, after the two pitches, it's almost an automatic that, you know, runners are going to want to go and steal. So I don't know if like maybe come, you know, like arbitration or like contract uh, negotiations. I don't know if maybe GMs are going to value stolen bases a little bit differently because, you know, now it's almost an automatic after the two pickoff throws, you know, I mean, you still got to be fast enough to get there, but the pitcher can't, uh, is pretty much helpless in that moment of time, you know? Yeah, I think, and, and Lewis, thank you so much for calling in from Florida. Enjoy uh, the, the Yankees game today. Really do appreciate it. You know, obviously, all these rules and the rule changes uh, to make the game more fun, more entertaining, more high scoring, higher batting average, less time, right? Like all the things. But, you know, and, and Tina mentioned it, Tom, you said you're, you're, a, a, you're a purist when it comes to, to Major League Baseball. Here's the thing. I, I wonder how many, how, many, how, many, how many purists is this going to turn off of baseball? But as Tina said, you know, the, the, the main objective here is, is, of course, to cater to, uh, you know, the, the young millennial, Generation X, trying to get them to watch, come out to the games, and uh, and get them as fans of Major League Baseball. Exactly. So, but here here's the point, that just to counter kind of a little bit what you said. Everybody says they might be turned off to the game and they might not watch it. But are you really going to stick to that? Are you really going to turn your back on baseball all the time? People say that all the time, I feel like, on social media. And yet, I don't see any drop-off. I keep seeing ratings increasing for some things. Now, granted, I'm more or less talking about like the NFL, and maybe maybe the NBA is taking a little bit of a dip, but I just don't know if I can necessarily buy that argument. That's going to turn off the purist. Like, if anything, it might actually help the ratings a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to, but, I mean, for the people that say, I'm going to actually, are you actually not going to watch it? Is that actually what you're going to do? I, I just don't know. Anita Marks with you. Uh, when we get back, we're going to kick off hour number three, and we'll start it with a little click or don't click, something we haven't done in quite a while. Tom and Julian, our producers, will lead the way. Uh, just a little refresher course here. Typically what we do is we uh, go around our wide, wide world of sport. We find out what is, what is trending right now. 
um, by the headlines. And if the headlines grab us, we click it and we discuss. Next, here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.